And that music can only mean one thing. The Delaware Valley Journal is on the air, the official podcast of DelawareValleyJournal.com, where we hope you are visiting our website every day for news you can't get anywhere else about Bucks, Chester, Delaware, and Montgomery counties. And of course, getting our twice a week newsletter as well. Our intrepid news editor, Linda Stein is with us as always. Hello, Linda. Hi there, Michael. And we are delighted to welcome one of the, I think it's 735 people running for U.S. Senate. Do I have that number right, Linda? Have I slightly overestimated George Baquetto? George, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm uh, 736. (laughs) I'm going to go out here on a limb, George, based on your resume and your um, moments in the press. I'm guessing you're Italian. Um, (laughs) All good. Absolutely. I just want to ask you before we get to the uh, you know, the, the specifics of this race and the issues that are in front of us, obviously, energy, inflation, it's uh, Russia invasion, et cetera. What was it about the battle over the Columbus statue that energized you? And what do you say to people who say, oh, you're fighting the battles of 50 years ago? This isn't the same, you know, Philadelphia. It's not the same Pennsylvania. It's not the same America. Well, I'm, I'm just curious to know your answer to that. No, I mean, I, that, that really is the uh, most important question you could ask me about the Columbus statue. And the answer is, it's not just about Columbus. This is a battle about our rights as uh, citizens in a democracy. We do not allow thugs and mob rule uh, to come in and just tell us how to conduct our lives or to destroy our institutions or to try to erase our history. That's not how a democracy works. A democracy is based upon the will of the people. And the people are the ones, the broad base of people are the ones that make the decisions as to who's elected, what kind of institutions we have, what kind of values we pursue. And when we stand up for a Columbus statue, we're not just standing up for the statue. We're standing up for democracy, for the rule of law, for the processes that are institutionalized in our country to make sure that thugs don't control the process. That's really what it's about. Because, you know, today it's Mayor Kenny who wants to tear down the Columbus statute. Tomorrow, there's going to be a different mayor. And who knows what that mayor is going to want to tear down or what ethnic group that mayor is going to want to attack. And that's not the way we operate in this country. And I'll be the first one to stand up and defend against that kind of tyranny. And I'll be the last one defending it too, because that just doesn't fly. That's not the country I live in. It's not the country I want. So it's interesting, Inside Sources, which owns Delaware Valley Journal, also has a property up in New Hampshire, and they just had a vote a couple weeks ago uh, to establish an indigenous persons holiday, which is you know spreading around. And the Democrats in the legislature refused to accept it because they would only accept it if it were on Columbus Day and you removed Columbus Day. In other words, they would not accept a, sure, we'll have an Indigenous Persons Day and we'll have a Columbus Day. No, 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 you must take Columbus Day down. And it's that level of combativeness that I find interesting. And I'm wondering, you, you, in your video for your campaign, you're in a boxing ring, you have a lot of boxing memorabilia in your uh, office. Two questions. One is, do you think that the voters, particularly Republican primary voters, are in the mood to fight? Like, do they want more contention or is it the case, as we've often heard, no, 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 you know, let's cool things down. Voters want someone more, you know, easier to take. And then secondly, you're talking about abstract principles like the process of, you know, how do you take a statue down? You don't do it, the mob do it, you have a vote, et cetera. 
do people care enough anymore about the theory of free speech, the theory of you know the democratic republic system that we have to fight for it, or do they just sit back and say, "Look, I want cheaper gas, I want you know life to be easier, and that's good enough"? Well, again, that that is really a great question, and uh, I firmly believe that people still care. I think that there there is a desire to have politicians and elected officials ramp down or ratchet down the rhetoric and the divisive uh, colloquialisms that get used in politics. But people still want their American values defended. The First Amendment still means something in this country. The democratic process, the voting process, voting integrity, they still mean things in this country. And I think there's a vast majority of people are willing to stand up and fight for it. Now, by fighting for it, it doesn't mean we have to yell or scream or call each other names or resort to kind of petty childish tactics, but it does include identifying those things that are most important to us, those values that we care about, those values and institutions that have made America great and standing up and protecting those values and protecting those institutions. If the vast majority of Americans want an indigenous people day, I'm all for it. There does not need, however, to be an either or. It doesn't need to be, we either have Columbus Day or indigenous people's day. We can have both. The indigenous people have a lot to celebrate and their ethnicity is every bit as uh, valuable and, and revered as any other ethnicity. Let them, let, let's have a day, let's celebrate that. But it doesn't have to be at the expense of a Columbus Day or uh, St. Patrick's Day or any of the other national holidays that we celebrate. George, uh, you had a very difficult childhood raised in an orphanage and foster care. How does that inform your politics today? Well, first of all, uh, it required me to uh, get street smart really fast. Uh, but I had not only had to be street smart, I also had to be book smart because I knew the value of education. I knew that when you start with nothing, the best way to make the best out of yourself, the best way to accomplish things in life, to have your own family and to be able to provide for your own family is through education. And I am the result of public education and I am the beneficiary of public education. And those are very, very important uh, institutions in this country. And I want to protect those institutions and make them better so that all those other folks out there that start with nothing like I did can have an opportunity to prove themselves, to enjoy the American dream, to have a good life, to have a rewarding life, and uh, the, 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 the necessity of public education, uh, frankly, is absolutely on the top of my list. And I was also wondering another thing about your biography. How did you get involved with the Pennsylvania Boxing Commission? Well, you know, there's, a, there's a, an old expression amongst us uh, former boxers, and they say, how did you get involved in boxing? And the answer, of course, is, well, I got punched in the mouth. <laughs> Most of us get into boxing, um, you know, when we're younger and we're on the streets and, and uh, 
you know, you, you encounter the neighborhood bully or that type of thing. And you don't want to take it. You want to stand up for yourself. And I found boxing to be uh, a wonderful, wonderful way of, again, improving myself, going to the gym, learning a discipline, learning how to uh, improve myself, testing my character, testing my capacity uh, to stay with it and to stay disciplined. And I think boxing is a wonderful, wonderful thing for youngsters that benefit like that. And that's how I got interested in boxing. And I became very, very involved, not only in the boxing itself, but the sport and, and, and what are the structures of the sport? For example, one of the reasons I wanted to be boxing commissioner in Pennsylvania is we do not have a boxing scholarship foundation, or at least we didn't at the time that I became boxing commissioner. And one of the things I wanted to do was establish a boxing scholarship foundation so that athletes in the sport can benefit more than just through the sport. They can also get an education. And that is an advantage presented in lots of other sports, in football and baseball, tennis. Uh, all these sports have scholarship foundations and opportunities. And I wanted to make sure we had that in boxing and we implemented that. So I got involved as being boxing commissioner because I saw an opportunity to make a contribution and to improve uh, the sport and the opportunities that the sport can give to youngsters. So when someone asked, what kind of Republican is George Paquetto? Is he a Trump Republican? Is he a Bush Republican? Is he a Reagan Republican? Is he a Irish Republican? Well, I guess that one works, <laughs> you know. But uh, where, how would you describe yourself to a primary voter? Look, I'm a conservative Republican that believes in um, respect for the other person, hard work, and rule of law. <clears throat> I don't believe that uh, allowing thugs to come in and rob retail establishments as long as they only take a few hundred dollars and not more than $500 is okay. I don't think that that's okay. I think that's chaos. I think that leads to bigger crimes, more crimes. So that's not okay with me. But I am in favor of giving everybody a great opportunity at life. For those that have less than us, um, the, the government and the people that have more have an obligation to extend a helping hand and to provide opportunities and to provide ways to advance ourselves. I am an America first Republican. I believe that we need manufacturing independence far more than we have now. We need energy independence far more than we have now. But we also need to help those that are less fortunate than us. And so uh, I'm not, you can put whatever label on it you want, whether it's a Reagan Republican or a Trump Republican or whatever. I believe in preserving the core values and institutions that have made America great. And I also sincerely believe in extending a helping hand to those that are less fortunate and giving, an, giving everybody a fair opportunity of living the American dream. And who do you believe won the 2020 presidential election? The election uh, needed to be certified uh, in, the, in the way in which it was certified for Biden because there was not evidence on the table with which you could truthfully and honestly and genuinely say 
this election uh, was illegitimate. In order to come to that conclusion, you need hard, reliable evidence. And there wasn't enough of it to decertify that vote. However, there's a big however to it. The fact of the matter is that in numerous states, there were abuses that took place, not just in the polling place, but also with the legislatures that gave us a very skewed outcome. And the best example I can cite to you is Act 77 in Pennsylvania, which is unconstitutional, but was nevertheless implemented by the legislature to allow 50-day, no-excuse mail-in voting. And that there were hundreds and hundreds of thousands of votes cast in that fashion, supposedly lawful under Act 77. But as we now see, that's an unconstitutional statute. So unfortunately, we have a situation where we didn't have evidence of fraud or such that would allow us to decertify the election. But we also know that there were many practices experimented with by different legislators and different legislatures in different states that were improper and unconstitutional. And we have to clean that up. We need election integrity. Very, very important to our democracy. George, right now, uh, the war with Russia and Ukraine is um, worrying everybody. And I was wondering, what would you do if you were a senator right now? What would you tell Joe Biden to do? I'd be putting more pressure on him, a lot more pressure on him to become uh, more uniform in the way in which he's opposing this. I am in agreement, at least for the time being, that we should not put boots on the ground, nor should we have American fighter jets clearing the airspace. But we can be doing a much better job of across the board sanctioning. We, we, we should not have sanctions that have all kinds of exceptions and loopholes in it. We should be doing a much better job of working with the other NATO nations to get the Ukrainians uh, the MiGs and the planes that they need uh, to defend themselves. We should be making it much more clear to China that any attempt by China to aid the Russians or to allow them to evade the sanctions will not be tolerated. So we need a, a much more forceful demonstration of our resolve to defend democracy and to defend NATO than is presently being put up by the Biden administration. I think the Biden administration has done a few things that they need to do, but not nearly enough. And by not doing nearly enough, they're showing a reluctance or a tepidness or a weakness that is uh, only going to feed into uh, the, the, the maniac Putin's desires. And we have to, we have to meet that head on. Okay, well, right now, also, there's uh, high gas prices and inflation on everything uh, that are, that's hurting the middle class. Um, and ostensibly, it's government spending that's behind it. Uh, what would you do in the Senate to put the brakes on government spending and maybe stop inflation? Yeah, that, Linda, you are so right. We have to put the brakes on this wild spending. Um, I can give you instances. For example, I was involved and I'm still involved 
in um, the Mumia Abul Jamal case, which is a case where we're trying and so far have been successful in keeping a cop killer behind bars. But do you know that that cop killer, while behind bars, received a COVID relief check? I mean, it's outrageous. And the kind of spending wow. that's <laughs> taking place by the Biden administration, the, the uh, unrelenting push for more Green New Deal programs, more socially liberal programs, more radical critical race theory programs and that type of thing is costing this country billions and billions of dollars, uh, which we don't have. And the solution of the Biden administration is to print money to pay for it. And when you start printing money, you are, you are creating inflation. That is directly inflationary. So we have to stop printing money. We have to stop spending money on all these crazy uh, far out programs. We need to focus in on what this country needs. This country needs energy independence. We have the ability. We have to unleash our energy resources, which will also help keep gas prices down. We have to uh, manufacture our own uh, computer chips and our, and, and our own uh, medicines and uh, other essentials, rather than relying on foreign countries. Supply chain holdups, reliance on foreign countries to supply us with things is also contributing to our inflation. So there are a variety of things that need to be done right away uh, to, to combat inflation and to make sure that it doesn't rear its ugly head again. So I hate to- administration I, across the board has been making decisions that are highly inflationary and we're all paying the price for it now. Now it's all, it's all Russia's fault. I heard, I, I heard that from it. It's all Putin. It's Putin not starting all Russia. That's what I heard. I heard it. Hey, you can't argue with me. It was on TikTok. So it must be true. I'm not going <laughs> to argue with TikTok. A couple of things. First of all, yes, we know about the Mumia check. We broke the story of the Mumia check at Delaware Valley Journal. So we know about that. And secondly, I've got to ask the crass political questions. So you've got a couple of U.S. Senate Republican candidates hammering it out, slugging away on TV, lots of million dollar roundhouses, et cetera. And so the obvious reaction that some people have about the race is, look, George, great guy, loves that fight, but he doesn't have a bazillion dollars. How is he going to compete in an environment like the one we're in with uh, Dr. Oz and Dave McCormick uh, throwing around the big bucks? That, again, another great question. And uh, I think it's very, very clear. Yeah, they have millions of dollars, but they're using those millions of dollars to prove to the world why each of them is unelectable. Oz is spending millions of dollars telling you why David McCormick is a partner with the Chinese Communist Party and has a conflict of interest and was a former Democrat. And McCormick spending millions of dollars telling you that Dr. Oz is a carpetbagger and sells magic coffee beans to little <laughs> old ladies and why he shouldn't be believed and why he's a rhino. And it's all true. What they're saying about each other is true. And let's remember this. There's gonna be seven people on the Republican primary ballot right. in, on May 17th. We do not need 50% of the vote to prevail. If I can get 25 or 28% of the vote, I'm going to win this thing and I can get it. And you know how I'll get it? By having each one of your listeners make sure they vote. Go to my website, contribute money, Senate.com. Vote on May 17th. If you can't get to the polls, 
find a way to mail your ballot in. If you can't mail your ballot in, find a way to get to the polls and make sure your family members vote and your friends vote and your neighbors vote and they vote for George Paquetto and I will win this election. I do not need 59% of the vote to win this. I don't need $10 million of TV ads to win this. I need to get my message out to the people that are sensible, that are recognizing the phonies and the pretenders for what they are and, and to choose a real candidate, someone that's really from Pennsylvania, someone that really cares about Pennsylvania, someone that's fought the battles in Pennsylvania for the entirety of his career and will keep fighting the battles in Pennsylvania when so, he becomes a United States Senator. So George, in a nutshell then, is, is that the main reason you're running? Yes, absolutely. It's the main reason I'm running. I'm running to provide Pennsylvanians with someone that has a proven track record of getting things done, of standing up for what's right, putting criminals behind bars and fighting this woke craziness, this cancel culture craziness and standing up for decent Americans, hardworking Americans, taxpayer Americans who need a real person who's proven himself over the course of his career and doesn't just make a lot of empty promises. So George, while you were talking, we just got this in, came hot across the wire. John Fetterman says that they'll cancel the election and they want to settle this, you and him, three rounds in the ring for Senator. What about it? You tell Fetterman I'll only need one round with him. (laughs) (laughs) George Paquetto, thanks for joining us here on the Delaware Valley Journal podcast. We appreciate your time. You guys are the best. Love you. Thanks, George. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Delaware Valley Journal on the air. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, post it on social media. And if you haven't, sign up for our twice a week newsletter so you don't miss any of the terrific content from DelawareValleyJournal.com. Thanks again. I'm your host, Michael Graham.